Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. My message today is, is actually a question. And the question is very simple. How do I know that I am saved? How do I know? That I'm saved. Look into your neighbor's eyes and ask your neighbor, Are you sure? No, no, before you ask, let me let me explain. This thing we're saying, Jesus, Jesus. Are you are you sure about it? Are you sure it's taking you somewhere? Do you understand my point? So look at your neighbor, ask your neighbor, are you sure you are saved? You know, the reason why I'm asking, yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. The reason why I'm asking is, um, when the pastor calls for those who want to receive Christ, people come out. And when the same pastor calls for those who want to receive Christ, the same people come out. How many of you have received Christ about 20 times in your life? <laughs> no, let's be honest. Let's be honest. You've received Christ. Okay, for those of you who, you know, you were born with knowledge, you received only twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so ask your neighbor how many times? How many times was yours? See, I can assure you that if I preach now, and I, I preach with sweat and blood. And I say, come out now. If you, you will see some people will come out. Are you following? Some people will come out. Yeah. Those who believe, they will still come out. Mm. So, but the question I want to ask you this evening is, how do I know that I am saved? How do I know that I am saved? Can one really ever know? You see, because the Bible says the Lord knows those who are his. I may not even know. <laughs> you know, you've heard people say that before. I may not know whether I am his or not. God, I hope I am yours. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, this thing I'm saying, you know why some people are not laughing with you? <laughs> you know why some people are not laughing with you? Because it's not funny. It's what they are thinking or what they've been thinking in their minds. So it's not a cheap knowledge. You follow? It's not a cheap knowledge. Praise God. Am I saved? <laughs> okay, I have another question now. If you know Jesus is coming tomorrow, is there something extra you would do? No, see, before you answer me, think and be honest. Is there something extra you're going to do? <laughs> each one, each one. <laughs> when it comes to making it, you know what I mean by making it? To make it. <laughs> when it comes to making it, 
are you sure that you will make it? Let me sing a song that we always sang then. Will you be ready? Will you be ready when? See how the church people. Ready. See, boss. I will be ready. Who is that? The Lord shall come. I will be ready. I will be ready when the Lord shall come. That's for sure. You see that? TSP signboard, turn it so that anybody passing, <laughs> anybody passing, because when they hear this, this is not my church. This now, no, no, no. Hey, lavole bede. Somebody say I'm ready. How many of you know you you have made it? It's not it's not heaven at last. You will not know when you get there. The gospel is written so that we will know. Now, I'm aware that I am made in it. <laughs> uh, praise God. First John chapter 5 verse 13. Media guys, you have to help me. I didn't come on my iPad. So, First John chapter 5 verse 13. These things have I written to you. Let's read it together. Okay. One to go. These things have I written to you that you may pause that you may know. My going to heaven is not a make believe. I know. My salvation is not a probability. I know. Let's read it together. These things have I written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have what? Eternal life. Somebody say, I have eternal life. You see, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. From this, from this verse, you can know those who know that they will make it. And, and what, is the, what is the word there? Who believe. Who believe. These things have I written to you. Who what? Believe. In the name of the Son of God. That you may know that you have what? Eternal life. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Write down the scriptures, they will help you. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Who desires all men to be saved and to come to what? The knowledge of what? The truth. So it is important. Now let me establish the first um, um, principle about salvation. It is important that we know that there has to be the knowledge of the truth before we come into salvation. That's why not just any person can be saved. Not just a good man can be saved. A good man may not be saved if he doesn't have the knowledge of what? The truth. Can you see the, uh, the um, what's it called? The definite article there? The. 
Use the King James Version. Let me see. Let me see something. Yeah, okay. It's still the same. Of the truth. The truth. The truth. Who is the truth? Jesus is the truth. So, my knowledge of my salvation is knowledge of the truth. That is the person of Jesus. The truth. Somebody say, the truth. I don't want to go into the discourse of what the scripture stands for, especially those who who believe in um, one side of the conversation of election and the other side of free will. Because this is this is pivotal for those who who know that God wants everyone to be saved. Second Timothy chapter three verse fifteen. <coughs> He says, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Which are able to make you wise for salvation. Somebody say wise for salvation. So you see, wisdom for salvation is something that you can have. Salvation doesn't come upon you and you don't know that you are saved. Salvation doesn't come upon you and you're ignorant of the fact that you're saved. To be saved is to be married to Jesus. Who here will be married and not know he's married? (laughs) Hmm? Do you just marry by accident? Alright, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures... Which are able to make you what? Wise. Somebody say wise for salvation. salvation. Alright. By now, according to the training and teachings of TSP, you must have understood that there are certain things about your salvation you don't doubt. So you have become wise for salvation. Are you getting what I'm saying? People who don't know if they are saved or not are people who think they have to do something to be saved. People who don't know if they are saved or not are people who think they have to do something to be saved. If you ask a man who is Muslim or a woman who is Muslim, they may not be able to, with assurance, tell you they are going to heaven. Because eternal life for them is a function of what they have to do. There are certain things you have to do. My, my grandfather was Muslim. Our father bishop was Muslim at a point before the Lord called him. And he became the first um, believer. Became the first believer in, in his village. Organized the first crusade in his village. But we are wise for salvation today. We know that we're saved. We know that we're saved. Luke chapter 1 verse 76. I'm going to be reading a lot of scriptures. I may not say too much, but I'm just going to read a lot of scriptures. Luke chapter 1 verse 76. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, 
For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. Verse 77. To give knowledge of what? To give what? Knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. So you can't be ignorant of your salvation. You cannot be. You must know that I am saved and I'm assured of it. You can't be ignorant of your salvation. You know, I I found out that another way to ask someone, when did you get saved, is to ask the person, when did you realize you were lost? You see, because uh, a, a lot of people don't know You know, the, the, how do I put it now? The gospel is easy to explain when people understand that they are lost. Because the gospel, first of all, begins by saying there is no hope when man tries to do it by himself. So that is a knowledge of being lost. So if you are, if you are able to ask the question, when did you find out that you were lost? That's a good way to ask, when did you find out or when did you know that you were saved? So it's important that we know. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 10 to 11. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 10. Let's start from verse 9. And they made his grave with the wicked but with the reach at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Then let's move to verse 10, a point of emphasis. It says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper. See, one of the words I want you to pick out there is the word pleased. You see, so the Bible here says that the Lord was pleased. The Lord was pleased. Read verse 11. Let's see verse 11. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. What is the second word? Satisfied. The first word is what? Pleased. So write that down. Number one, God was pleased with the sacrifice. And number two, he was satisfied with Jesus. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. Now, you see, the Bible here in in the second part says, By his knowledge... My righteous servant shall justify many. By his knowledge. Are you getting something? Alright. Romans chapter 3 verse 24. God was pleased with sacrifice and he was satisfied with Jesus. Romans chapter 3 verse 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption 
that is in Christ Jesus. Next verse. We're going to read through till verse 28. Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood. What's the meaning of the word propitiation? Hmm? Who knows? Huh? Substitution. Sorry? That's it. Substitution means to appease wrath. That's it. Substitution means to appease wrath. I mean, propitiation means to what? Appease wrath. That's propitiation. So the Bible says, whom God set forth as a what? Propitiation by his blood. How did Jesus become a propitiation? By his blood. Through faith. To demonstrate his righteousness. Because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. Oh, this is awesome. Next verse. We're going to read it with the Amplified, but let's finish. Next verse. Okay, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith. In Jesus. So, do you now realize that Jesus is righteous in making the sinner righteous? Okay. Next verse. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Somebody say no. But by what? The law of faith. You know, I'm, I'm, those people who want to get to heaven by works, good luck to all of you. Good luck to you. Because you will never have peace about your state of salvation. Never. For those of you who are thinking that this thing we're talking, this thing Pastor Phil is talking, is a joke. You will, you will forever lack peace in your Christian walk. Because you would always think at one point, what more should I do? Is that not what the rich man said? Hmm? Is that not what he said? He said, Master, what shall we do to be what? To be saved. It means that the man had been thinking in his mind. Is there something more that I should do? He was restless. Is there something more that I'm supposed to do? Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by what? By faith. Apart from what? The deeds of the law. He said, therefore, we what? Conclude. Somebody said, we conclude. You see, when you read these scriptures, you, you are the first hearers. So, let's read this last one together. Want to go? Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith. Apart from the deeds of the law. Now, you say, therefore, I conclude. Alright? So let's, no, let's do it again. Want to go? Therefore, I conclude that I am justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. So, 
if you conclude, is there any room for doubt? Talk to me, somebody. If you have ever concluded that the reason why you are justified is by faith, do you have extra doubts? Do you have additional doubts? No. But you see, there are some of you who are still doubting your salvation. Say, Pastor Phil, I'm not sure if I will make it to. You see, you see that person who offended me, I have to forgive him so that, you know, just in case, the one Pastor Phil is not saying, enter. Let my forgiveness for the person who, you know, uh, offended me. Are you following? Let that forgiveness open the door of heaven for me so that no angel will stop me on that day. On the last day, only true believers shall be raptured. <laughs> see, see, there's no need to say only believers is okay. Only believers shall be raptured. But you see, when you say only true, <laughs> you know, it, it puts a, it puts a, con, it, it puts a, um, it adds works to it. You know, there's something you have to still do to show that you believe. Mm. Is it that you believe or you don't believe? Mm. Is it that you believe or you don't believe? There's no being in defense. All right. Look at verse. Um, I have a question for you. I, I wrote this down, and the question is: When the Bible says that Jesus was God was satisfied, He pleased the Lord. Are you satisfied? Are you are you satisfied with what God was satisfied with? Hmm? Okay. How many of you believe that Jesus satisfied God? For those of you who are not lifting up your hands, you are a suspect. How many of you believe? Let me ask again. Because I want to see everybody's hands. I don't need to see your hand if you don't believe. It's okay. But how many of you believe that Jesus satisfied God? Let me see your hands. Praise God. If you believe that Jesus satisfied God, then you must know that you have no part to play. So just like Paul, you will say, therefore we what? Conclude that a man is what? Justified. So let me help you. Anybody who tries to say anything to, to make you doubt your salvation, you know what you should tell the person? I have concluded. <laughs> Do you understand? Anybody who makes you doubt your salvation, you know what you should say? I have concluded. It's too late, sir. It's too late. I have concluded that justification is by what? Faith. Not by works. I have concluded. First Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 5. 
He said, for our gospel did not come to you. I want us to read this together. Want to go? For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance. You see, when I talked about the gospel, I was sure of the gospel. So, because I concluded, our gospel did not come to you in what? Word only. But in what? In what? Power. In the Holy Ghost. And in what? Much assurance. Some of you don't have assurance of the gospel. Yeah, that's why I said um, to some Wednesdays ago that, you see, many of you can preach grace. You understand grace from your head. But you are doing law. Because you are still doubting. He said, my gospel came in much assurance. Much assurance. (laughs) As you know what kind of men we were among you. For your sake. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 10. Look at your neighbor said there is assurance in the gospel. I hope you are writing these scriptures down. Because what I came to do this night is just to give you scriptures so you can meditate on them. Alright? Hebrews chapter 10 from verse 10. Now it says, By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. Once and for all. What does once and for all mean? It is your problem. However you want to, are you following, interpret it? <laughs> once and for all is what? Once and for all. It's a concluded case. It was before I used to be scared of going to heaven or going to hell. I used to be scared of not making heaven. It was before. But when I knew the gospel, I had assurance. I had assurance. From the day I found out what the gospel was, there was peace in my heart. Peace. You see, you see, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Because the more you know Jesus, you have peace in your heart. You're not like a believer who is frantic. You remember what happened in the year 2000? Where they said the, the world was going to end. See, churches were packed out. Churches were full. Have you ever wondered why people come so much on New Year Day? Or, or crossover service? Because they feel that when Jesus comes, he will be asking, did you attend crossover? <laughs> did you carry me into the year? <laughs> oh God. See, many of you don't know what is in the minds of people. Until they begin to tell you. If you don't carry God inside church into the new year, that year is a bad year for you. Somebody say, I have assurance. It's a concluded case. It's a concluded case. Say, therefore, we conclude that justification is no longer by works or not by works, but by faith. 
but by faith. Read verse 11 of Romans chapter 10. I mean Hebrews chapter 10. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. You see, every priest stands. That stand, I hope you can preach on stand, right? By now, if you're in TSP, you can preach on stand. The, 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 the standing priest. So go talk to your friends about, have you ever heard of the standing priest? Say, ha, when this one study Bible like this? <laughs> Do you understand? Just, and then you begin to preach the gospel. When Pastor Paul was giving me gist on how he spoke about the gospel to some of his colleagues, they were fascinated at him. Ha. Ha. I, I can't remember. But there were many. There were many you've told me about. You know, and even some of you have told me about the things you say to your friends about the gospel. They are jaw dropping. See, the gospel will fascinate you. And every high priest or every every priest stands ministering daily and offering what repeatedly the same sacrifices. Somebody say can never. I hope you know they're they're doing it every day, right? Okay. But it still can never. Walks woman. Are you hearing me? Walks man. Are you hearing me? (laughs) Bro. He can never take away sins. Next verse. But this man, now the book of Hebrews is the is is the book is what we call the Transfiguration Epistles. All right, you know what happened on the mountain of Transfiguration, right? Jesus was there standing, talking to whom? Moses and Elijah. All right, he was talking about his death. All right, Moses signified the dead in Christ. Elijah signified the living in Christ. That's something I've not taught you guys, but maybe later. And then Peter, who was drowsy, who was just disoriented in time, place, and person, saw what was going on on the mountain and said, if it's possible, let's build three tabernacles here. One for Jesus, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Haba. How do you put Jesus and Moses together? The Bible says that Moses is a servant in the house, but Jesus is the builder of the house. So, while Peter was speaking, a voice came from heaven, interrupted him, saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Don't hear Moses. Don't hear Elijah, but hear Jesus. And then what happened? Moses disappeared. Elijah disappeared. But Jesus stayed. So that means the law 
and the prophets faded away. And Jesus stands. Hear the gospel. Alright? So, the book of Hebrews is a book of comparisons. That's why you would read Hebrews. It will start with how God... And, and Hebrews is not for the Gentiles. The book of Hebrews is not for you. Or let me put it this way. It's not written to you, but it can be used by you. Do you understand that? So the book of Hebrews is for Jews. There was a temptation before in the early church that, oh, I wanted to do a teaching today, but I canceled it. The difference between the apostles' doctrines and Paul's doctrines, but I'll do that later. There was a temptation before that... Um, that Jews who got saved were tempted to go back to Judaism and add Judaism to Jesus. So the writer of Hebrews wrote and he was addressing them, don't add Jesus with the law or with Judaism. So even though you are a Jew, does not mean that you should keep the customs of the Jews. For salvation is only of Christ. And faith in Christ. So that's why you see things like God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke to our fathers. Our fathers. He was talking to family members. The Jews. Do you understand? So the book of Hebrews is for children who were of the descendants of the Jews. He said he spoke to our fathers. Is your father a... Your father's... He spoke to our fathers by what? By the prophets. Was your great-grandfather a prophet? <laughs> Many of us, our great-grandfathers were idol worshippers. Are you following? They were, they, were, they were nothing close to God. So let's go back to Hebrews chapter 11. I mean chapter 10. Say, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. You know, the, the ascension and the exaltation of Jesus is different. The ascension of Jesus is the physical taking away of his body. But the exaltation of Jesus is the promo- is its is the, is the conferring of lordship on Jesus. For God has highly exalted him and has given him a name that is above all names, that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. He said to my Lord, seat at my right hand. That's exaltation. But his ascension was for the disciples to see and be confident that one day we all, the way he went, we will go. We're going to defy the laws of gravity. Yeah. Praise God. Mm-hmm. Verse 13. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 13. It says, From that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. Verse 14. For by one sacrifice he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. 
Read verse 15. Let me see. But the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us. For after he said before. Next verse. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts. And in their minds, I will write them. Hallelujah. Next verse. Then he adds, their sins and lawless deeds, I will remember no more. God has selective amnesia on our issues. He remembers no more. Verse 18. Now, where there is remission of this, there is no longer an offering for sins. There is no more an offering for sins. Let me see the amplified version of this same verse. He said, now, where there is absolute remission, which is forgiveness and cancellation of the penalty of this sins and law-breaking, there is no longer any offering made to atone for sin. So if you bypass Jesus, what is your hope, sir? What's your hope? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. He says, In him you also have heard the word of truth, the glad tidings, which is what? The gospel of your salvation, and have believed in and adhered to and relied on him, were stamped with the seal of the long promised Holy Spirit. See, when you believed, you were stamped. There's a seal on you. If you believe, there is what? A seal on you. If, if the Holy Ghost is a seal on you, can that seal be taken away by anybody? These are things you must believe. And your confidence about where you're going must be steadfast. He says it's a concluded matter. Somebody will come, a preacher will come preach, and then you who gave, who, who accepted Christ, who believed before, you will still come out for altar call. It means you are not sure of your salvation. So the fact that, let me ask you a question here. What is the extent to which grace can go? Is there a place where grace stops? You know, I've, I've said to you before, any grace that doesn't save you at the point of rapture, that's not grace. Because grace will save you up to the point of rapture. If you are saved. Somebody say after me, I was sealed. With the Holy Spirit of promise. Jesus said, you are in my hands. Nobody can pluck you out. Not even yourself. Okay. God is a failure if he saved you and something unsaved you. 
God is a failure if he what saved you and something unsaved you. God has failed. See, what is stronger than the blood? Is there anything? I wanted to teach one time on you see all these prayers we pray, I cover the road with the blood of Jesus. You see, you see, you see all those prayers? Those prayers don't have bearing in the Bible. I cover this chair with the blood of Jesus. He <laughs> said, Father Lord, as we travel today, Lord, we ask that the road is covered with the blood of Jesus. Then everybody will now say, the blood of Jesus. So, right now, you don't know what the blood is for. The blood is not for littering. It's not cold tar. Are you following? <laughs> the blood is not cold tar. I just busted somebody's bubbles now. Because 40% of us pray that prayer. Lord, we cover here with the blood. We cover where with the blood? No, the blood is for the forgiveness of your sins. That's the purpose of the blood. It's not to cover cloth with the blood. <laughs> so that when Satan sees you in the spirit, you are red. You know, that's the mind. Are you following one of That's the mind. You know where they get the notion from? When I see the blood, I will pass over. It's from Exodus. That's where we get the mind from. When I see the blood, I'll pass over. So you want to cover the road with the blood? No, you, no, no, no. It's not like that. There's a purpose for Ephesians 1 7. There's a purpose for the blood. It's a purpose for the blood. The blood is a legal term, it's a legal deal. That brings you into a position. It's not for, it says, in him we have what? Redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. There's no basis for saying, Lord, I cover this food with the blood of Jesus now. Now, I'm training you how not to pray. Right? Say thank you. Good. Lord, this is my money that is coming. I seal my pocket with the blood. <laughs> eh? No, 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 no. It's not like that. It's not like that. You know, because there is this enchanting feeling about using the blood. We plead that blood. There's, there's an encha- like you are enchanting. No, no, no. It's not, it's not about your prayer of pleading blood. No. You have to know the scriptures. Somebody say, I hear you. I hope you do. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. Somebody say, I'm enjoying the gospel. gospel. Who has saved us and what? 
called us. Let's read it together. With a holy calling, not according to our works. So what is your problem? He saved you and called you, saved you with a holy calling, called you, not according to your works, but what? But according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Next verse. It says, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the, somebody say the gospel. Mm. How, do, how do I know I'm saved? The gospel, knowledge of the gospel. The gospel. So there are many people who are in church but are not really saved because they have not really heard the gospel. Mm. Did I just shock you? Yes, I know. There are many people who are not really saved because they have not heard the gospel. The object of their faith is on something else. It's on religion, not Jesus. So salvation is of faith in the gospel. Light comes through the gospel. Next verse. To which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. Next verse. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded. See, if you understand the gospel, you are persuaded. You are persuaded. You are not shaking. This morning you wake up, is God pleased with me? You are asking the wrong questions. What you should be asking is, did Jesus please God? And if Jesus pleased God, then therefore he's pleased with me. Why? Because he took my place. The gospel of inclusion, the gospel of substitution. Very important. So if you are in walks, if you are performance driven as a believer, you would never have assurance of your salvation. If you are performance driven as a believer, you would never know that you are really saved. So in, in TSP, I want you to know that you are saved. You go to any place, any church, they can't deceive you that God is not pleased with you. You attend meetings, you attend programs, they can't bamboozle you. It is a concluded thing. Hallelujah. Say, so for this reason, I also what suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded. That he is able to keep that I have committed to him until that day. I'm not the one sustaining my salvation. He's the one keeping it until that day. I'm not the one. I work in the spirit to grow and benefit 
the realities of the New Testament. Alright? Because my growth is a function of my cooperation with the Holy Spirit. That's why it's called fruit. Yeah. Reproduction is the coming together of two different sexes. So, fruit is like reproduction that is the function of your yielding to the Holy Spirit. But that has nothing to do with your salvation. So, many baby Christians will still go to heaven as the adult Christians will what? Go to heaven. It's just that we'll go to heaven differently. The babies might go early because of lack of hearing word. Are you following? <laughs> they might go early. Keep smoking, 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 smoking. <laughs> They're telling you, stop smoking, stop smoking. These things are killing your body or you keep doing wrong stuff, sleeping here and there. You see, you are going to heaven, but it's faster. That's all. You are on the speed lane. But thank God for the saving power of Jesus. That even many people who have contracted diseases have been saved by the mercies of God and by their faith in what Jesus has done. So we have healing are right so now now that I'm, I'm teaching these things because I say you have healing in Christ are you going to test yourself so when people say let's continue sinning since we have grace they don't understand they don't understand they don't understand grace but one thing I know about the gospel when I'm saying the gospel, not a gospel, the gospel, is that the gospel gives me assurance. So when I pray, I know he answers me. When I'm praying, I'm not looking at what I did. I'm not looking at what I did not do. I'm looking at the fact that Jesus pleased God. So I know he hears me. See, you have to take the system of the law from your mind. You have to. As a believer. Some of you think that. You know. Without the help of some people. You can't get to some places. In fact some of you think. That you are second class. But if you know what the gospel has done for you. If Jesus pleased God. I'm in first class. Because God is pleased with me. So there is no fear of going to hell. Somebody say amen. amen. There's no fear of going to hell. First Corinthians chapter 15. I'll close with this. There's no fear of going to hell. From verse 3. First Corinthians chapter 15. From For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received. Let's read this together. Want to go? Hmm? 
Now let's go go back to verse 1. So we're going to start from verse 1 because many of you did not get the reason why. It says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you what? The. Somebody, no, not just don't say gospel. The. the gospel. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say the gospel. It's more of our brethren, I declare to you what? The gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and which you stand. See, don't receive the gospel and stand in something else. As you have received him, walk in him. Are you following? Verse 2, by which also you are saved. So what saved you? Hmm? Somebody say, the gospel. Okay, I'm going to tell you in just this few minutes what the gospel is. Because a lot of people think, you know, um, the gospel is the word of God. I will hold the Bible. I'm bringing to you the unfallible truth of the word of God. Which is the gospel. Okay, sir, what is the gospel? You cannot answer. So we're going to explain to you in few, in a short while from now, what the gospel is. So by which also you are saved. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. For is the power of God unto what salvation. The gospel is is God's power to save you. If you don't if you don't want the gospel, you cannot be saved. Is that not logic? So, if you have taken away the gospel, you have taken away God's power to save you. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is what? The power of God unto salvation to everyone who what? Believes. So, let's go back. Go back there, Josh. First Corinthians, yeah. Um, unless you believed what? In vain. So that's why I was telling you that there are some of some people who come to church, but what they are believing is not the gospel. Are you seeing this? Is it by which also you you are saved if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain? Verse three. For I deliver to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures so number one the gospel is Jesus died number one that's the gospel number two let's keep reading and that he was what buried number two Jesus was what buried number three and that he what rose again the third day according to the scriptures so this the first thing about the gospel number one is that what He died. Number two, he was buried. Number three, if you believe this, you are going to heaven. That's all. www.goingtoheaven, that's all. (laughs) That's all. You are going to heaven. If you believe this, there's another thing. There's a fourth one. Okay? There's a fourth one. And that what? Move to verse 5. And that he was seen by Peter, then by the twelve. 
That's why I told you there's need for the ascension. You see, so the gospel, the ascension of Jesus consolidated on the gospel. So, Jesus died. Jesus was what? Buried. He what? Rose again. He was what? Seen. That's the gospel. That's all. That's all about the gospel. So, I have a question for you. Are you sure you're going to make heaven? Is it a concluded case? Yes, sir. Praise God. I'm sure about heaven. How do I know I'm saved? Because Jesus died. I believe it. He rose. He was buried. And then he rose. He was seen. That's the gospel. Praise the Lord. Let your hearts be at peace. Your salvation is sure. Let your heart be at peace. Glory to God. Were you blessed tonight? This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.